0: hello and welcome to our podcast dad educates daughter on 80s music this is series two episode 10 i'm russell and this is my daughter rebecca hello hi dad you all right i'm good thank you good so how have you found this week
1: it's not a standout week like it's not one that
0: no i'd probably agree yeah it's just yes. a bit
1: it's a mellow week There's some good songs, so I was going to ask you what you think of these bands,
0: groups. One group I really like. I mean, none of these groups had loads of hits. You've had a mediocre week as far as as hits go. Yeah, definitely. So just just to remind everyone who you had. So you had the Style Council,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Aztec Camera, The Assembly, The Icicle Works, And yes. Yep, I have. So how many number ones do you think you listen to? I've gone for none. None? Yeah. I don't think there was any... Has there ever been a week when you've had none? Yeah. Is there?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Okay. Were you correct? There, there was go. no number ones this week. I
1: don't think so, because, like, there's not that many. And I feel like because there's not that many, I don't think the ones that you are giving me, like, one or two songs from, I don't think the songs was, like, up there to have that straight in at number one and then, be a, like, be that type of one-hit wonder. Yeah, like I say, it was, like, a, it's a mellow week.
0: It's not a up-there week, is it? No, no. Okay, we'll start then. Let's talk music Mm -hmm. and fire away with your thoughts on the Style Council.
1: Yes. So obviously I had the most songs from this group. Yeah. And they like to change their tempo from song to song. So like one song will be like upbeat, the next song will be very chilled. And then the next song, and it's just very back and forth. But I think that that means they can play to like all kinds of people. And I feel like they're, like, in the wrong decade. I get a lot older feel, like, more 60s feel from their music. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and they like a love song, don't they? They like a love song. Um, I feel like they're British. Couldn't place place where.
0: So you didn't recognise any of them?
1: No. But I did say that one of them looks like Rodney from Only Fools and Horses. Well,
0: you've met. Rodney from Only Fools and Horses before. Oh, I don't recognise him
1: because he's the front man. Yeah. No, he didn't. No, nothing the like... The front didn't, I didn't man him. of
0: the jam.
1: Oh, I mean, it's not someone that's big, is it? They're not going to stick in my head. It's not. I'm not going to look at them and be oh. like, you're from the jam.
0: And people I change as well. There's plenty of people out there that would say that when I tell you his name, that he was, he's a big name. In fact, i right. written down the, how much he was considered a record. He was recognised nationally as a good singer songwriter, but never had the success internationally. Okay. So to that, So the style okay. council were Paul Weller on vocals and guitar. Formerly of the Jam.
1: No, that name don't even ring a bell. Uh, no.
0: Mick Talbot on keyboards, formerly of the Merton Parkers. All right. DC e. Lee backing vocals, formerly the backing vocal of Wham, with Shirley before oh, okay. she left for the Style Council, and they brought in Pepsi. Okay. Which I think we did mention as well. Yeah, yeah, I remember you mentioning. And Steve White on drums. DC Lee actually took over from Tracy Young, who left to go solo. Oh,
1: okay.
0: So they were formed in 1982 in London, and they are a pop, new wave, sophisti pop, blue eyed soul group. Now, Blue-Eyed Soul, even I looked up because Mm. I've never come across Blue-Eyed Soul. And what it says is Blue-Eyed Soul, rhythm and blues and soul music performed by white artists.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So they gave a name for it because you were a different colour.
1: Yeah. I was way off with the genre. I put, like, synth pop and funk.
0: Well, they were also, I think funk was mentioned i think as well actually i might be wrong um no jazz was the other one that was mentioned they were formed in woking sorry apologies woking
1: okay and i was gonna ask so you've listed who was in the in the band but watching videos i felt like there was like in the middle i can't remember what video it was but i was like there's a lot of people here Right, like, did they get bigger, or maybe that was just for the video?
0: Maybe it was just, I mean, all I've got from the information I've looked at while I'm doing my uh, research was, was those names I've given you. Hmm. All
1: right, then. Yeah. It, they must have done it for the video
0: then, bulk it up. So, as I say, originally Paul Weller. Uh, so, Paul Weller formed the group mm. um, after leaving the jam. And he formed it as a duo with former Merton Parkers and Dexys Midnight Runners. Oh. Remember Mick Talbot. Okay. Who showed Weller's, or shared Weller's hatred for the rock culture. Oh.
1: Why, I wonder why they didn't like it.
0: No, I don't, I don't know. However, by the time the first single was recorded, Tracy Young and Steve White were rec- recruited. And by 1984, Tracy Young had left and was replaced by ex back backing singer and Weller's girlfriend at the time, D.C. Lee.
1: So they didn't release any songs when they were like that
0: duo? No, no, no. They, they okay. literally just done their demos, I think. Right. As a duo. So although, as I said earlier, although Weller is recognised nationally as a good singer and songwriter, his success has never hit the heights internationally like Sting and Elton John. Mm. So Weller has long been seen as an artist who uses his lyrics against politics with tracks like The Walls Come Tumbling Down, The Lodgers and Come to Milton Keynes. I thought there was a bit more behind some of the lyrics. In the- yeah, so they're seen, they were, those songs were seen as attacks on Middle England.
1: I'm surprised you didn't mention life at the top people's health farm either. I thought that was there. Very- yeah,
0: no, no. Um, and he was also against the Thatcher White policies. Weller has since said he felt the political things he spoke about at the time overshadowed his music, even though he was first and foremost a musician. So he thinks he was oh, more as a more political... As a political- singer person than, the, than mm. for his music which got him a lot of as I say a lot of following and a lot of people obviously probably agreed with him and you know like the music but at the same time he felt that people he just recognize seen him in that. the media and what our viewers but you know probably written about as political side of it yeah rather than the actual music that he was writing mm. they concentrated on the what the music was about or the lyrics were about rather than the actual music itself, yeah.
1: Like. Oh, blessing. That's a bit rubbish. Like, because yeah. I'd understand if you were like, like, who was it that was like, literally their songs. They were very outspoken about their political the views. Specials. Was it the Specials? Yeah. So yeah. I'd understand if you were like them, and you were like every song.
0: But again, would, they know, they broke but... up. If you think about it, the Specials. They even. It Got too much, they just felt, yeah, like the like main the, man um, Damas, the, the Damas, who was the main person who formed them, was getting too political, yeah, and to split to yeah. Funboy Three. Um, and then when they reformed the specials, Damas was left out,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. So I think it can, you know, politics should be politics mm. split, and the music, the music, you know, like, yes, yeah, but I do like it, when they sing, don't, mm, not to a don't, don't, degree. yeah, yeah,
1: like, yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Use it, start but
1: like protest, don't just off with it
0: yeah that's just yeah i mean in effect you know band-aid was a political song with the yeah what it was what it stood for yeah but um you know and in that in that guys it's fine but to use it just as your political sound yeah yeah i'm
1: with you there so i agree with him being a bit annoyed that that's how he was seen because he obviously didn't want to be seen like that he just Wrote a couple of songs about. Well,
0: it. I think and at the time he this... was quite happy with it. It's now he reflects on it. Mm. He's, he's, he also thinks actually
1: the songs that you've mentioned aren't like like the specials. Like a first time listener, I didn't put two and two together. But then the more I listened to it, the more I was like, Hang oh, on, you're singing about something here. I think you have to listen to the lyrics. Whereas the specials, it's like kind of they make it obvious, don't they? He didn't make it obvious. Like it could just be a nice song. Like if you were if you yeah. had no idea about Politics or anything going on or whatever, you wouldn't put two and two together. You just no, and I think song. that's
0: the problem is you're you're listening to them now, mm. not when they've been released, and the media are probably writing about them in the in the yeah. discuss mm. in the you know the column pages of music magazines, yeah, where you don't know what they were saying, what interviews you know, even Paul Weller he probably doing interviews as he talking about it, was yeah. he sounding off about the politics mm. as well? I, I that's don't true. know. So, the Style Council had seven top 10 hits. Okay. They had six top 10 albums, of which five were in the 80s, including one number one, which was Our Favourite Shop.
1: Okay. And when did they split up?
0: They split up in 1989. Okay. So, they lasted the decade. Well, they formed in '82. Obviously, at yeah, the Jam first. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and then, so as far as album goes, as I say, they had six top ten albums. Five of which were in the '80s. Out of the six, mm. they had one of them at number one with our favourite shop, and then Cafe Blue Blur. And um the cost of loving were both number two in the album chart. So oh, they okay. done, so very done well, well with their album. Um, from that from that side of it, you mm. know. Um, and as I say, you know, seven top seven. ten hits isn't yeah. something to um, be sniffed at, really. No. And as I said, you know, back then number ones wasn't wasn't the, it the, wasn't the, goal. the be all one end all. In yeah. fact, the main thing was selling albums. Yeah. So just a quick one.
1: So you're saying there's six how many albums? In the top 10? Uh, Seven.
0: Six top, six top 10 albums, of which five, five. were in the 80s.
1: But they split up in 89. So was it like a best of yeah. released later? I'm uh, yeah,
0: I would guess so. I will have a quick look. I was just like, hang on a minute. 1998.
1: Oh. Modernism,
0: a new decade. So yeah, I don't. don't um...
1: mm. Maybe like unreleased stuff. You know, they sometimes do that to get in a bit normal or whatever.
0: I don't know. I think that's wrong one because it says 1998, but it says recorded in, I don't know, recorded in 1989, released in 1998. So. How weird. Why would you do that? I don't know. Maybe
1: that's why they split up. Maybe they were like, um, maybe they couldn't agree about that last album. Had to have a call off yeah. for nearly 10 years. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I don't, yeah. Don't know. They know. If anyone can answer that question, please do, because that's a bit baffling.
0: Uh, it was, so the full album was eventually released in 1998 on the box set, The Complete Adventures of the Style Council. Oh, still weird, though. Oh, here we go. Um, so Modernism, A New Decade, is the fifth and final studio album by the English band, the Style Council. It represented a departure from the band's core genre of pop to a new one of Deep House, which was then referred to as Garage, uh, music by the UK press. However, upon its completion in 1989, the album was rejected by the band's label, Polydor, which led to the band breaking up. So there we go, I, did, I didn't ah. know that to So that's how they ended up breaking up was because the album didn't get released.
1: Wow. So they obviously then fought for it. I bet Polydor was kicking themselves because obviously Garage became a thing in the 90s. No, Garage was more of the noughties No, 90s. Uh, 90s, yeah. 90s. Yes, I bet they were kicking themselves.
0: Which uh, you'd think, though, 1989 was probably the start of it. So yeah.
1: yeah. They were going with
0: the times, really. Yeah,
1: so so they probably could have carried on. So there you go. I'm glad we found that out. And
0: their other one was in 2000 Greatest Hits. Okay. Okay. It's on there. Yeah, the singular Adventures of Star Council, it says was actually for 1989, but obviously it wasn't. It was 1998. So really, they only had four in the 80s.
1: Yeah, but then I guess they did make it in the 80s, so it yeah, could yeah, be yeah. that very fine line of whether it's 80s or 90s, could it?
0: Okay, so shall we go through their songs that yeah. I gave you to listen? Yeah. So we're now into 1983. Okay. Okay, so we're starting with the Style Council and 1983, Speak Like a Child.
1: Catchy. I've played this quite mm-hmm. a few times and it was a nice start to my week, but it was very chilled out. I was like, oh, this is a weird little vibe because it was like up my street, but not. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But I liked
0: it. Well, it got to number four.
1: Okay. Good start.
0: 1983 again. Money go round.
1: It's where I got the funk from. I've written funky. <laughs> it's funky. And then I wrote different sound. And you'll find I say oh, when they changed again. And now they've changed again. Because they did go like back and forth from upbeat to chilled. So, yeah. But mm-hmm. I did like that one
0: too. So, number 11.
1: Okay. Just
0: outside the top 10. Yeah. Next, you've got a double A with 1983's Long Hot Summer and Paris Match.
1: Okay. I wouldn't have put them two together. Long Hot Summer, I would have said, was a bit of you. You can hear the programmed music in it. Mm-hmm. And then Paris match. I uh, thought very wedding y love song. Like the woman, they did, there's like a feature. Tracy Thorne. Is she in the band?
0: Trace. No, Tracy Young. Oh well there's Oh, the there one. was a tra- oh, it might be. I know the, the woman from Everything But the Girl. Her name's Tracy. Was was to do with them for a bit as well. I read. Uh, Okay, well this um, one, I couldn't find any more on her, so that's why I didn't mention it. But yeah, so it might be this. It might be to do with this. Okay, yeah. I don't know her name. Whether her name's Tracy Thorne, but everything but the girl.
1: Okay, so this one, it was like um, the Style Council and Tracy Thorne, like how Spotify tells me who sings it, Um, and so you heard like she was like the main singer. That was a lot of female voice compared to the others. It
0: was a really nice song. Tracy Thorne is from Everything But the Girl, right?
1: Okay, so, so that that's is, how that's she's
0: how yeah. she's linked. I know yeah. I did read that, and I mm. didn't write it because I couldn't see any more on her. So ah, she's okay. like a guest singer rather than mm. an actual part um, oh, ba- of the Yeah, them. because yeah, were just the style council that had her name
1: yeah. separately. Yeah.
0: So, um, love, long hot summer and Paris match double A that got to number three. Mm. Hmm.
1: it's weird though because i wouldn't put them together i feel like if you're doing a double a your songs need to
0: go maybe with they were each showing other. two sides of their their repertoire you know, they show two sides
1: repertoire. after every song they release yeah i don't need to put them together you
0: <laughs> in 1983 um a solid bound in your heart
1: is it a solid bound i've written solid bond
0: oh it might be bond i've written
1: it one I just want to check, just in case anyone wants to look these up. It is a solid bond.
0: Sorry, it's me. Yeah, you're right. That makes more sense. A solid bond doesn't really <laughs> make sense anyway, does it? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: that's when they got a bit more upbeat. Uh-huh. That was a nice sing along one. That I enjoyed that one.
0: Okay. Well, again, like money go round, just outside the top 10, number 11.
1: Okay. So you think
0: if those two had got in the top 10, mm. they'd even have even more top 10s. Yeah. So now we're into 1984, my ever-changing moods.
1: <laughs> I tried to be punny, and I wrote, "their are ever-changing sounds. Because I was like, oh, they really are back and forth with these sounds, aren't they? <laughs> That's when I started to be like, you don't know where you're going with their
0: sound number five
1: okay all right they're doing well they've come in strong
0: 1984 grooving you're the best thing
1: but you also put slash big boss groove yes
0: and they're two different songs Oh, They're are they? Different
1: songs. Yeah. So on Spotify, I couldn't inspi- find one that just said Groovin'. So I listened to You're the Best Thing, which I recognised. And then when I was on YouTube, I just typed in Groovin' and it came up with Big Boss Groove. So I listened oh, to it wow. and it was a completely different song. So I don't know if it's some sort of double A, but wow. it could I because... go off
0: a certain site for their their charts. It's the official mm. UK yeah. chart, and it does all. It says is uh, grooving, and then in brackets, you're the best thing. Stroke, big boss groove. Yeah, groove. And but they're two oh, different songs. They have two titles or something. I couldn't work it out because they're both. Well, in I was brackets. like, does it have three? <laughs> But grooving isn't. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one now. and uh, So I've only got one one, um, chart position for it. Okay. And that's number five.
1: Okay. But like I say, I'm pretty sure... Whether it's a double A A
0: side, but it doesn't... I feel like it it might be. It's not like it was. It's not like... Mm. um, the, the 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 Long Hot Summer and Paris match where it has one and then it has a the slash, slash and then it has the other one. This one's in bracket. So yeah, well, it's I just weird. thought, oh, was it was it some people called it that and others yeah. called it this? I wasn't sure. So No, so they're, yeah, two, they're so two, two, two completely different, different songs. songs. But so I've only got one chart placing.
1: It must have been some sort of double A side, but... Yeah, given off really weirdly because they are two different songs because I recognise Yeah, and I've, I you're know that you're the thing. best
0: thing so yeah. I didn't and I, when i have done it I thought, oh, I didn't know it wasn't called you're the best thing it's called grooving, you know so Yeah, I don't know but I don't, I, know, yeah. I, I don't know what the big boss groove is so It's yeah. a completely But yeah, number number, five, <laughs> okay. number number five Okay Number five Right uh, And we could say that's for the you're the best thing because that's probably the one it's The one now. that's known, yeah Yeah 1984 still Shout to the Top This one I recognise as well. Um,
1: It's definitely more up my street, this one. And I'm going to say now, so from You're the Best Thing, is what we refer to it as, for quite a few. So it's more like my type of music. I feel like they got in a, let's use the word, groove of like they didn't swap and change our, like every song that they had been. So I feel like they found their sound a bit for the next few. Mm-hmm. And it was quite nice to have like similar songs rather than being back and forth and not knowing what's coming next. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so shout to the top, number seven.
1: Okay. Wow, they really are doing well, aren't they? Yeah.
0: 1985 again, Walls Come Tumbling Down. This was my favourite. Uh, mm,
1: really catchy. And I felt like I heard an accordion at the beginning, and then I thought it'd be really cool if an accordion ever came up with people.
0: <laughs> Number six.
1: Ooh, okay, they really are doing all right, aren't they? They must be coming, yeah. they must be going down on a downward spiral soon because these are all like top tens, top 20s, and they only had so many top tens. All right, let's, let's keep going.
0: 1985 come to Milton Keynes
1: Yeah, so this one puts you in a good mood and I know we said about the political side of the songs but
0: yeah
1: it's still I feel like it's still got like a good vibe with it um but this is where I started thinking they've got like an older sound in this one it weren't as 80s and that's where I got the I think they're in the wrong decade from. Uh-huh. well this is
0: 1985 Right. We got to number 23.
1: Oh, okay. This is their downward, isn't it? Yeah. Uh then we got
0: 1985 again, the lodgers.
1: Um, this one brought it back down with the so you know I said they have a few more at My Street, get you in the mood a bit. This one brought it back down and was more funky again. Like the money go round, but it was still good.
0: Mm-hmm. Number 13. Okay. So now we're going into 1986, and Have You Ever Had It Blue?
1: This was the only song that I couldn't understand what they were saying. And I was yeah. like, what? What have I just listened to? I think this was my least favourite.
0: Uh-huh. Well, it got to number 14. Mm. 1987, It Didn't Matter.
1: It was just repetitive. I felt like there weren't, there didn't, there weren't much body to the song of that one. Okay.
0: Well, you might be surprised to go into the top ten, number nine.
1: Oh, okay. I am surprised. Thought they'd be going down by now because these last ones I weren't weren't too keen.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, nineteen eighty seven. Wanted
1: like this one. It was a bit of more of a background song.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like it was nice. It sounded nice, but it could just be there.
0: Well, it was top twenty at number twenty. Okay. And then we have 1988, Life at A Top, People's Health Farm.
1: I just kept waiting, well, listening to the lyrics and was like, what's the meaning? Because of the song title, I was like, there's got to be something to this one. But I couldn't really work anything out.
0: No. But that's all I kept thinking. I mean, it's not one I know, if I'm honest. And it only just got inside the top 30, number 28. Oh, OK. And then lastly, 1989's Promised Land.
1: Felt like this could be played in the nightclub. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Number 27.
1: Okay, so they didn't really do that bad charting wise, so they must have got their sales.
0: Yeah. It's just they well, were say moment. their albums done very well. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But um that just that's just your obviously your album sales are your bread and butter because they're obviously costs more than a single mm. and that's where your true fan you know a, anyone can go out and like a song and go and buy a single mm-hmm. but you have to really like a group to go and to buy go group. The, yeah yeah exactly because so that that's that's where your your mains. you know they're mm. the people that are going to see you in concert and all that yeah exactly the the day, so yeah okay we'll move on then to the second group this this week Aztec Camera
1: they're a very calm group, aren't they? I didn't have a lot of, uh, like I say, it was a mellow week. And this is what I mean. This group, very calm, weren't like a lot there. They were just chill, mellow, giving a bit of music. Though it was more of a focus on the music for these rather than like the singing aspect. And I'm not saying they were like instrumental. I just mean, I think they really thought about what it sounded like in as as well as their lyrics um and for their oh do you know what also their videos they're the right little play around with a bit of animation and i had a little question in oblivious at the beginning of the video there's like it looks like tarot cards but because it's an old video watching it on youtube it's really blurry but it looked like there was like names and like the tarot card came. So the people were coming on the screen doing a light walk and it paused at each person and a card would come up and it looked like there must have been some sort of nickname on this tarot card and it would disappear and the next person would come and there'd be another card. So I just wondered, if you found anything about any nicknames or anything? No, but they did
0: have a lot of um, changes of line up, so to speak.
1: Oh, okay, so who I saw in Oblivious wouldn't have been who I saw because then I watched working in the gold mine. Um, uh-huh. And I, but for working in the gold mine, I was like, they grew up, but they still look mega young. So it might have been the change in the people because obviously one would have yeah. been from the earlier eighties and one depend
0: on how long they last. Correct. So they, had, a, a they had they had they a, had like a um a rebirth really. Right. I mean, they they didn't really take off that well at the begin, even though as good as Oblivious is. And this is probably my favourite group of what you've listened to this week. This is um, the favourite group of yours. This is my favourite, yeah. Mm. Um, but they 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 literally had a bit of success, as I say, nothing nothing major at the beginning of the, or not you know like the early eighties, mm. but then they had a latter success at the end of the eighties which is why I remember them.
1: Right, okay. So they didn't do as well in the beginning? They changed no, their so as up. I say,
0: they had, they, had, they had, in a sense, two lineups. So you had Aztec Camera, original, was Waddy Frame, vocals and guitar, Campbell Owens on bass, Craig Gannon on guitar, Bernie Clark on keyboards, and Dave Ruffy on drums. And they obviously had the first sort of hits. However, then you had this change in lineup, and you had Woody Frame on vocals and guitar, Will Lee on bass, Gary Sanford on guitar, Eddie Kulak on keyboards, and Dave Ruffy on drums. So, other than Dave Ruffy and Woody Frame, the rest completely have changed.
1: All right. Okay, because I was going to ask so, did any former stay, but they obviously did.
0: But also, not only that, you had other members as well. So Dave Mullahan was on drums in 1981. Mm. John Hendry was on drums in 1982. So even though I'm saying Dave Ruffy, he obviously didn't join until a bit later. Yeah. Miffy Smith was on keyboards in 1982. Tony Mansfield, who we spoke about before, he was on keyboards in 1983. And Malcolm Ross was on guitar in 1984. So, as I said, Woody Frame, who was the, the main man behind Aztec Hammer, he's the singer, the songwriter, the person who formed them, he changed the lineup numerous times to continually improve the quality of music. So, in other words, to change with the times and... imagine might have been in a round and like, you're not good enough anymore, we're moving on in a bit. I suppose, it, I suppose if you think about it, it's like a football club. You change the players every other season. And, I still think even know. that's brutal.
1: Like, sorry, you're not good <laughs> enough anymore. I need someone better. It's too
0: old now. You got a bit slow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so um, he changed it. So, and, um, so Craig Gannon, he left to join the Smiths. So some of it was uh, the, probably people, people left, left as well. Yeah. Malcolm Ross joined from Orange Juice. And uh-huh. while Tony Mansfield joined for New Music, and obviously, as I say, we talked about Tony yeah, Mansfield yeah. when we'd done New Music, yeah. because he went on to be a producer and he produced for AHA. Yes, I remember you so saying He actually was in Came as well. So, so he went from there to
1: there and then went to a producer.
0: Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, they were formed in 1980 in okay. East Kilbride, Scotland. So oh, a bit of Scottish. And they're a new wave and a Oh, pop and sophisti-pop.
1: I forgot to do my um, genres. I wrote new, new wave pop, but oh, basically, you do you want me to tell you? I've decided I put new wave, and I've no idea what the, what it is. So well, I go I with it now?
0: Because new wave to me is it can A be electric, it can be sophisti yeah. it Seems like anything thing in the eighties from like mid eight, early stroke mid 80s new wave
1: yeah but i've decided i'm doing it i put new wave whenever i can't decide properly i feel like it's a good safe ground it's yeah, done me well yeah. this time
0: <laughs> so they were one of a number of bands in the pop genre around this time around when they were around when they were around like mid 80s late 80s mm. um, i still don't so get what
1: pop is though I
0: still don't get that yeah, one. Sophistic pop, it's, it's not a band, but it's not electro. So they've, although they've got keyboards and that, it's not seen. they're not seen as an electro pop. Because they've still got the drums So they're and classed everything. as a sophisti pop, which is the same as Style Council were. So the music that you got, yeah. you said you liked, that would be their Sophistic pop era. Right, okay. Because that was what was around then, in the mid-80s, 85, 84, 85, 86. yeah. Probably up to about eighty-eight, actually. But yeah, so um, they were one of a number of bands at the time that were doing well with sophisti-pop. So hmm. prefab Sprout, Red Box, Living in a Box, uh, the Blow <laughs> Monkeys, Style Council, we just obviously spoke about everything, but the Girl, funny enough, who I just ah, sent, was, said with was Tracy me. and Level Forty Two were seen as the main sophisti-pop like group. Yeah,
1: pretty sure. You decide to just pick out the really weird names.
0: No, I just write down what a, what, who is in the genre of Sophistapop. They are the main bands at the time. It's just very bizarre. You know, what is wrong with Prefab Sprout? No, what and was the, the one you said after is? that? Yeah, that, that's, that's not normal. <laughs> Living in a Box. Yeah, what on earth? Like, were they? <laughs> and a group called Everything But The Girl.
1: I mean, that one's a bit more... That could be a bit more normal.
0: So anyway, Aztec Camera actually first appeared on a cassette-only compilation of local unsigned bands. Uh, Oh, okay. A a, a record deal on the back of it with postcard records, uh, the label who launched Orange Juice. So Orange Juice were a Scottish band, and obviously there was someone who influenced... Or, inspired when went on to um eclipse i suppose or whatever mm. but yeah um so aztec camera as we said about they're from scotland we haven't really mentioned scottish so i've, I've got it right. on there. there wasn't a lot to say about aztec camera funny enough apart from their lineups <laughs> multiple <laughs> yeah so aztec camera were part of the scottish music including orange juice as i've just said Uh, The Bluebells, who we've mentioned, because um, the woman from Rama wrote their main song.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Big Country, Mm. and probably the biggest Scottish group in the 80s, Wet, Wet, Wet. Oh, they're Scottish? Yeah, Wet, Wet, Wet. And obviously the Proclaimers, who went on to bigger success because of their song being covered um, by, was it Comic Relief or Sport Relief, whichever one it was? um, Peter Kay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it was com- so yes. Comic
0: Relief. Yeah. So Aztec Camera's 1987 album, Love, Love, that was nominated for a Brit Award in 1989. Um, however, it lost out to Fairground Attraction, um, the first of a million kisses. So, but they were nominated.
1: Okay.
0: For best album.
1: It's weird to think of, like your 80s in the Brits. Because I always think of the Brits as like a new thing, but it's not.
0: Uh,
1: and it's just weird that these all have Brit Awards. Well might no, be not big enough.
0: Awards, I've got a Brit Awards tape uh, cassette, double cassette album sort of thing. Mm. From, it must have been around 88, 89. And it has got Somewhere In My Heart. Oh yeah, Lies by Fleetwood Mac. It's got Perfect by Fairground Attraction. Mm. And it's probably one of my favourite... At that time, it was one of my favourite cassettes I used to always listen to. The music on that. I guess it's one of those compilations. Really good. So that year was a really good year for music. Mm. And I suppose for them to have been nominated for a, their album was quite, quite something at that time because there was a lot of good music around then.
1: Mm. It's just weird because I'm like, but you're not that big. I feel like only big people get in, the Br- get in the Brits. But then I'm thinking you're not that big, but I'm looking at them now looking back whereas back then they would have been bigger than obviously
0: i mean roddy frame is well respected within the music industry and by fellow artists as a as a really good singer as well more songwriter but a singer obviously but yeah okay so they had three top 20 singles Uh and one top 10 album which was obviously love which yeah being nominated for a Brit award so we will go on to their their songs. Nineteen eighty-three, "Oblivious." This is where I thought they focused on the music more. Uh
1: huh. It's a definite more focus on the music. Um, not it's bad, not singular, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Number
1: forty-seven. Oh. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, that's better. Now you got to think that was their first their first single. And it didn't do well. So the record company re released it a bit later. Oh, right. It got to number 18.
1: Okay. So after a while, yeah. Sometimes it, you need a, sometimes your first song isn't probably the best song
0: to put out first. It's not a big hitter until people get to know you. Well, they didn't, they didn't actually really, I mean, I think they did release one more song in between, but that was like in the 60s. As in, it oh. got to number sixty-three or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were like in 80s. the
1: sixties. I was like, oh, yeah, no, but no they didn't no. exist no, they did, until didn't, the eighties. They
0: didn't. They didn't form until
1: nineteen
0: <laughs> eighty. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it was it, it charted in the sixties. Oh. So yeah. Then you had a double A, right? All I need is everything and mm-hmm. jump. A cover of Van Halen's Jump, which you would have listened to originally.
1: Oh my god! I thought I recognised it, you know, but I was <laughs> like, nah.
0: Like, I don't recognise You've this. Like, maybe it I've just heard, but I have, okay. Yeah, so I did recognise they covered it. covered it as a double A. Hang on, I now want to know. If, um, I all to I compare, need is everything.
1: I want to compare what I thought of Van Halen's. When did I do Van Halen? It wasn't that long ago, was it?
0: No, it wasn't, no. Oh, there it is. It was in series Oh,
1: okay, I preferred Van Halen's jump because I said Van Halen's jump was catchy and had good backing music. Well, this jump, I just said, it's background music. (laughs) 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 I didn't like this version. But all I need is everything, is the intro really gets me into a good mood, but then it's a calm song. So that was a bit like, ooh. And again, I want to put them two together for a double A.
0: Well, they probably done it to... As in, to try and get their music Sway away,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, Here's a Van here's It didn't song, really help
0: because um, it got to number thirty-four.
1: Oh, that did, oh my god! Okay, they're not coming in well at all, are they?
0: No. So then we had 1988. So we've had a now a four-year gap, and where they've had their lineup change. Mm-hmm. Bit okay. Of so reboot. now we're into the second lineup, in a sense. Yeah. And we've got how men are. Very calm, but it was nice. It,
1: yeah, there weren't much to say about it, but it was, it, was a, it was an all right song. Just a calm, this is what I mean, they're just very calm. It's not much to go no. off.
0: Number 25. Okay, so they've come in a bit, bit better with their reboot. A little bit, but still not top they're 20. Still, just, no. You know. So then we've got 88, Somewhere in My Heart.
1: I was able to sing along to this
0: one, and it was like a lovey
1: type of song. It was, yeah. I liked that I could sing to it.
0: Got to number three. Oh, wow. That's
1: a massive jump. And that's yes. their second lineup. Nothing has changed.
0: This is their second lineup now, yes. yes. So he's changed his lineup, gone with a different change sign to music and a different way of doing it. And, yeah. mm. um, and then we've got 1988 again, working on a gold mine. This was my favourite.
1: Uh-huh. Mm. It's got. The catchy lyrics, the catchy chorus.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's a good one, that one. Really enjoyed it. Well, it didn't do too well at the time. Number 31. Really? Yeah. Why? I'm
1: disappointed. That one was right up there.
0: Well, there you go. See? Hmm. But you said at the time, did every release it or do you mean just... No, no, yep. I'm just saying right, okay. at the time, right, it, okay. it wasn't a hit. Okay. You're saying you like it now, but back then it wasn't. And then we're going to 1990 with Good Morning Britain.
1: Again, I liked this one. It was their most upbeat song, and I thought it was oh, it was, a, it was a good one. It was nearly my favourite, but Working in Goldmine just took over a little bit.
0: It got to number 19, so just inside the top 20.
1: I'm
0: quite, I'm quite shocked they didn't do that well, but yeah. Yeah. So as I said, only three top 20s. One was Oblivious, which they had to re-release anyway. Yeah. Got to number 18. Doesn't really count. Good Morning Britain, which was number 19. And as I say, their big hit was Somewhere in My Heart. Mm. What could you do? So our next group, The Assembly. Yeah. Recognise anyone? Why'd you do this to me? No, only had one song. Right. Okay. Yeah, but it was, um, what... you've only had one song. It was a project. And okay. what it was is the two people behind it were going to have a guest singer for every like, single. Right.
1: Keep going. And for the um...
0: reason, they, oh. after the first song, they'd never done it again. Oh.
1: I you only gave me one obviously i'm like i'm gonna listen to more so i tried to be in spotify and i kid you not the only other song i could find was called stop start and that was just music
0: it was just New that instrumental uh, yeah, yeah that was the b-side i think
1: and i was actually waiting for them to start singing and i was like <laughs> it's not coming where is it <laughs> no okay then but then also i'll get it up so you can see they had like one called the heavenly kingdom astronomy we chose to go to the moon but when like i play it in the who says is singing it it says christopher tin danielle denise penne pate no not pate patty modern medieval pembroke College girls choir and then the assembly. So, when you said that they wanted to have more people in it, I was like, Oh, good one, that must explain why the assembly isn't really
0: no.
1: released anything. I think that's
0: probably an assembly of children, I don't know, <laughs> but they're not really sure. It was service. just, but yeah. it's like
1: on Spotify, you've literally it looks like this this is their top, and that just says the assembly, never, never, yeah. Really promote that song, don't they? No.
0: <laughs> the assembly were Vince Clark. And oh keyboards.
1: Nah. Oh. Hang on. Vince Clark isn't the front man, is he?
0: No, he's keyboards.
1: I'd always think that the other guy should be called Vince Clark. I say this every time. I'm telling you, their name
0: should be switched.
1: They, they just should.
0: So Vince Clark, formerly of the mode. Yep. And formerly now with Yazoo. He Has then he got made, a, a bit, didn't he? made a project band called The Assembly, as I say, where they were going to invite a guest singer on. So he formed it with his friend Eric Radcliffe, a producer who he met when with Depeche Mode. So they were formed in Basildon in 1983. They were a synth pop group. So The Assembly was a project formed by Vince Clark after Yazoo disbanded. Right. Um the idea was to have a different vocalist for each song. He enlisted Eric Radcliffe as his sound engineer stroke producer, um, having worked with him previously at Depeche well at Depeche Mode. Yeah. Um now Fergal Sharkey, originally oh, yeah. formerly of the Undertones. Yeah, I remember that name. He was hired for the vocals on the single Never Never. However, Sharkey was then to be the only vocalist to ever sing for the Assembly, as no other vocalists were ever employed by Clark or Ratcliffe. Why, never, though? Ever, So, I don't know. It never just, you know, it's a weird one. It never, never, they changed their mind about it. I don't know. So, in a sense, you could say that Fergal Sharkey is a member of the Assembly because he was the he was lead singer the of their one and only song.
1: How so weird. Yeah. No wonder I couldn't find anything.
0: Yeah, never exist. They literally disbanded after one, or they never disbanded. They just never, never done just anything. They just never more. done anything else. They didn't formally disband. They just never done anything more because he then went off and obviously formed Erasure.
1: Very bizarre then. And I, I liked Never, Never. I thought that was a good yeah. song. So
0: well, I was a bit disappointed. Clark, so Clark one. went on to form Erasure. While Sharky went on to have a solo career um, and obviously reached number one with A Good Heart, which I think I spoke about when we obviously touched on him with The Undertones. Yeah, would have done. My
1: cousin,
0: my cousin. My perfect cousin. My perfect cousin, that's it, yes. I like so, that. So, um, Never, Never, I might as well carry on because there's only one song, so there's no point me going through it. So, it was released in 1983, and Never, Never was number four in the chart. And it was actually behind Billy Joel's "Uptown Girl," which was Well I like that
1: song. Well, I thought it was very eighties. I thought that he had a shaky voice. It was sing along. I thought the um, video was quite dramatic and it made me think that it was a bit depressing. But I liked it, and I was a bit disappointed that I couldn't mm. find it anymore. Well, I found "Stop Start," and that was just music, but
0: yeah. Yeah, that was just the B side. Oh, so, so yes, yeah, so that that's that's all there is to say about the assembly. They were here yeah. and, and the song. <laughs> Done very well. before. and then Vince Clark, being Vince Clark, knocked it on the head. Went, went off to do something else. Yeah, I never realised yeah. he got around so much before in Asia. Yeah. I think it was he was trying to find his sound. You know, his his someone he
1: could gel with.
0: Yeah. As I said, it got to number four. There's not much more to say. Well, um, so moving I on went then to
1: the bicycle works. Yeah, these hmm, weren't sure in their genre. I went with pop, rock, blues, synth pop, and a bit of three. Um, again, you only gave me two, so I had a look at some more. So I listened to Understanding Jane which I actually really liked. It was a nice sing-along song There' a bit more to it. And then I listened to Who Do You Want For Your Love? And that's where I got the blues from. I was like, oh, maybe they had a bit of blues and I didn't really hear it in the two that I was like, listening to for the week. And then Evangeline. And that was just simple, but it was nice. It was a nice, simple. They're definitely a band um, and they like Little Lighting in their videos, like, they like to use just natural lighting, which only covers half their face, or just stand in a dark room. That was weird. But there was a really nice setting in Love is a Wonderful Colour. Because that outside and the trees looked really nice. So, I really like that video. It's nice to watch. But yeah, not much to say about them. They did look like they are a bit posh, but they could have just yeah. been a groomed people. And I think that's posh, because they don't look like they've just rolled out of bed like me half the time. Okay,
0: all right, so Icicle Works were Ian McNabb vocals, guitar, and keyboards, Ooh. Chris Lay Lay Lay, I'm not sure how you L A Y H E, he was on bass, and Chris Sharrock on drums. However, they have other lineups have existed, with McNabb. of course. For other albums, but they never reached the success of the early years. Right. Original lineup was was the main. The known ones. Um, They got the hits. As their debut album reached the top forty in the UK and the US, um, with "Birds Fly" even reaching number thirty-seven in the US top one hundred chart and number two in the UK indie chart. So they were popular on the indie chart which we talked and about and that's the independent yes. is that the
1: independent yeah yeah because indie so is a, g- a genre now
0: yeah but back then it was just the indie chart was the independent chart yeah so they did quite well as far as outside of the commercial side definitely I say, their first album did reach the top 40 in both the uk and the us
1: oh that was that album
0: yeah oh so that's well, not bad at all. That, then, obviously, the birds birds fly got to number two. Got in the Indy chart. Chart. Um, um, an chart. It got to number two in the indie chart, but it also got to number thirty seven in the US Hot One. And
1: 100. that's the one
0: hundred. So that's yeah. good over there as well. That's, that's good as well. Not no one this week
1: has hit in America, have they? You
0: no, haven't spoken no. about America this week, no. No. Um, so they were formed in nineteen eighty in Liverpool. They're a new wave. Alternative Psychedelic Rock Band. Oh, um, what's Psychedelic Rock?
1: That's another one. Yeah. They just like to just randomly put words together and be like, that'll yes. do. Right. Oh, so I was well off.
0: Yeah. Uh, they had one top 20 single. Right. Although they did have, as I say, a, a, a single get to number two in the indie charts, but that's mm. not classic. It doesn't really count, does it? Mm-hmm. And they had three top 40 albums. So they've done, again,
1: mm-hmm. this
0: week, you've listened to album bands, really. Yeah, you know. they've
1: done well album-wise, but not with their singles.
0: Yeah. So they had The Icicle Works in 1984, got to number 24. Mm-hmm. They had If You Don't Want to Defeat Your Enemy, Sing His Song. That got to number 28 in 1987.
1: Okay. And then
0: you had Blind in 1988 and that got to number 40 okay so that was their album
1: yeah so yeah album charts this week it's more what i've
0: yeah. had
1: yeah
0: um, as far as the two songs i gave you yeah 1983 love is a wonderful color that was nice it was nice and upbeat number 15 okay not bad and then, 1983, birds fly, whisper to a scream. It two. was actually released first before "Love Is a Wonderful Color." That got oh. to number ninety. Oh. And then, after "Love Is a Wonderful Color," they re-released it, and it got to number. And so this is now 1984, right? And it got to number fifty-three. Oh, so still did so technically done better in one. the independent chart than it yeah. did in the main chart.
1: So that's why you've given it to me instead of just having a one hit.
0: Yeah, and it did do well in the indie chart.
1: Birds Fly Whisper to a, scree- a Scream was my favourite out of the two.
0: I really oh, like yeah. that one. So, did better with Me yeah. Too. Okay. Well, moving on to the last group then. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry. And we've mentioned these before. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yes. Why, why. Oh, yeah, I, feel, I keep. i know I know you've said yes quite a few times. I feel yeah. like, but I can't pinpoint where because it's one of those where you would be like, this one was from yes, or yes did this of them, and I'm not paying attention to that bit because it's not about that. Like I know that we get to that, so you can repeat that, and I'll be like, oh yeah, you did say that. Um, but did
0: you did you know they're still going? Yes, they are. Yes, yeah. they now reformed with. Other members of their band from the original, original. Because oh, <laughs> I'm okay. going to go through. They were a bit like Aztec Camera. Bit they of re-forged. reshaping. OK. Yes. So, yes, were Trevor Rabin, backing vocals, guitar. Mm. Alan White, drums. Right. Chris Squire, bass. John Anderson, vocals and guitar. And Tony Kaye on keyboards. Mm. Now, they were originally formed in 1968 in London, England, and they were prog rock, progressive rock. I'd rock. And now, their original lineup mm. John Anderson vocals, Chris Squire bass, Peter Banks guitar, Jeff Downs keyboards, Wick Rakeman keyboards, and Trevor Horn, oh, vocals. He joined in 1980 along with Jeff Downs. Right. Now this group split up in 1981 after they had three top forty hits, all in the late seventies.
1: Okay. So when you've just said this original group, none of them were in the first bit
0: that you said, were they? No, no. So they uh, changed. Yes, comp- John Anderson. John Anderson was right. The okay. Latest, right. Okay. And okay. Chris Squire was on bass. Right. Right. But the rest was
1: changed. Okay. No, it's fine. I just forgot them Them two names were repeated. And I was like, oh, it's one of those where they've carried on using the name, but it's actually not them. No, it's fine. It's not. So then in
0: 1983, Squire reformed Yes. Right. Uh, so he form, reformed it with White, um, Alan White, who was the drummer. mm mm-hmm. And Tony k the keyboardist, yeah, but with a new frontman in Trevor Rabin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yeah, who I mentioned. So, in other words, this is now the lineup I've I read out first, yeah, yeah, from the 80s, yeah? yeah. And they called themselves Cinema. Oh, so they even changed their name, even changed their name from the 70s or 60s streaks. Well, formed in the 60s, but obviously, music hits in the 80s, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They changed their names. However, Squire then convinced Anderson, who was the, the original founder mm-hmm. and the original vocalist, who since Yes had split, had success with the John and Vangelis project. Vangelis, we spoke. We went yes, yes. John Anderson was the other half of Vangelis. Oh, okay.
1: So it was called like, the Anderson
0: and Vangelis project, but they always got really known as Vangelis. Yeah. So he was a main... Obviously from it's Safire fire Web. Mm-hmm. So now with Anderson rejoining on vocals, the record company suggested changing their name back to Yes. Oh. However, Rabin rejected as he felt he joined a reunited band rather than launching a new one. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, the fact that the band had four former yes members in there uh three of whom were founders including now the distinctive lead singer's voice so it made more sense really it eventually made commercial sense to change back to yes yeah because they'd get their fans back the fans would be like oh my god they're back yeah fair enough and they'd say well fan i think it was also that but also people would just see them as being yes
1: other than Rabbit,
0: no, well, yes. Yeah, so if they saw you so, did it, you'd get it people being bit,
1: like, why are you doing that? Yeah,
0: so yeah. It, so a bit of both it sides. just made sense from all fronts, really. Definitely. However, as far as the 1980s went, they only had one top 40 hit. But Ooh. they had nine top 10 albums mm. uh, between 77 and 1980, including two number ones.
1: Hang on. Between 77 and 1980, they had seven.
0: Nine top ten albums. Including That's only three years.
1: Ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is where their most success was first time out. They released
1: like three albums a year.
0: Yeah. And then they've been great great of it up. As I said, the group sort of split up, and um, Chris, uh, Jeff Downs, and Trevor Horn from Mm -hmm. the Buggles, um, Mm -hmm. from um, yeah, but just bug yeah Buggles. He's a producer, isn't he? So uh, yeah, and then a producer. Yeah, he he then he was he joined, and but they didn't have much success in the eighties. Uh, so then he obviously left for buggles left the, or, I don't know if he came from Buggles. Yeah. Which way round? He come it was from Buggles, but then he went on to be a producer. Yeah. So he went buggles, yes, producer. Yeah. And um, and as I say, obviously John Anderson, they're the two that we spoke about before. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, between between the eight from 1980 until when they reformed in 1983, they had literally little or no success at all. And then when they reformed Trevor Horn mm. now in the group. Then they reformed, obviously, as I say, a cinema, but then got John Anderson back from the people back, basically, and then become yes again. So then, after having nine top 10 albums between 77 and 80, as I say, including two number ones, they then had a number 1983 when they've reformed now, 90125 got to number 16. Then in 1987, Big Generator got to number 17. 1991. Union got to number seven, and in 1994. So now we're talking about a group that's been wow. formed since 1968. Had very a lot of success in a very small time in the late mm. 70s, early 80s. Then in 1994, they released an album called Talk, and they got to number 20. Oh, I only you're still going.
1: Yeah. So obviously, you only gave me two songs again. So I looked at some more. So I typed him in. I was like, "Oh, there's a lot here," and then I went down to their albums just to go to like a best of. I thought that'd be the best to get the uh-huh. good ones. And I had to scroll for ages to find the '80s because they've released the music, like like an album last year, and they must still be doing the same thing, releasing like two, three albums a year. But it might have been like singles and singles can sometimes go into the albums. But yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, they're still going! What on earth?" But I listened to Roundabout, and that was an eight-minute long song. So I got bored of that one. And then I listened to Going for the One, and that gave me some country vibes rather than rock. So that was quite a nice little change to listen to. Um, and in the videos, they definitely look like rock stars. They've, you know, they've got the wind, the lip type things, and they've got volume in their hair. But in um, I was watching Owner oh, of a Lonely Heart, and literally about a minute in. Maybe not even that. There's it went really quiet. And I was like, the song's not that short. And they were doing like this random, it was like a break in the song to just do a bit of a video. Basically, the guy got in a car and then a snake appeared and he disappeared. And there was just a snake on the car seat. And I was like, what on earth am I watching? Like I made it weird. And that went a weird song. I was like, what? It was very odd like watch it it's weird it I was just like okay don't know what that means because didn't really go with the song there was no talking either it was just silence and you heard was a snake and I was like
0: "Hi, right then." them but yeah that was that okay not much well as you said I gave you two songs mm-hmm. um so I gave you their best one from the 70s, their so the first time around. So 1977, wanderer Stories. Oh,
1: I thought that was just background music. And you're saying that was their best one from the 70s.
0: Number seven.
1: Yeah, that didn't hit great with me. <laughs> I was like, you could
0: just be there. And then they're probably their only hit then the second time. As I said, you know, they 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 although they relaunched and that they still didn't really do much. Do much again, as I said. It was albums. No, yeah, just yeah. a bit like, as we said, about Soul Council, Aztec Camera. Mm. Um, it was it was down to the albums, even the Icicle Works, you know. Yeah. So, um, Owner of a Lonely Heart, released in 1983, got to number
1: 28.
0: Okay. I've had that one stuck in my head all week. Well, the weird thing is it was re-released in 2005. Now, bear in mind, a group from the 70s. Yeah. We're now in 2005. A song from the 80s mm-hmm. um, was re released and got to number nine. So it did better I'm in not surprised. 2005 than it did in 1983.
1: I'm not surprised. That was my favourite, by the way, because yeah. I can pick a favourite, especially when I've listened to others. Um, yeah. I've had that one in my head. I've just randomly started singing the chorus and I've been like, why is it in my head? It's a good one.
0: I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it is it's a good song. Yeah. So that ends this week's review of those yes. five bands. So now okay. to find out what hits, if any, or misses. What are your predictions? Well, so it's a tough one because I like Aztec Camera, but I'm not sure whether it's you. I'm not sure about the Style Council. And then the others didn't have many songs. Um, <laughs> you seem very positive about icicle work so i can see that being a blooming vapors um sort of um supplies. but yeah i wouldn't wouldn't like to really i'm not i'm not
1: you're not get one
0: here i would be happy because it has been a, i knew it was a weird week anyway um i'm hoping the style council is a hit because it is totally different from the jam and you didn't realise it was the, the singer from the jam anyway. Not at all. Um, which could have put you in a, you know, just subconsciously in a, in a well, I'm not going to like these sort of thing. And I thought STEC Camera you might like, but I didn't get that vibe. So, um, yeah, um, okay. def- I, all, all I know is I would say The Icicle Works are a hit.
1: Okay. Well, are you ready then to find out? Yeah. All right. So the Style Council was a hit. I really enjoyed them. Oh, I kinda I played it well, down own, I really enjoyed them, and I, like I did like the fact that they went from chilled to upbeat, um but they had that nice bulk that was more me, and I just I have listened to them more than once listened to them in the sh- in the shower. And I was like instead of putting on my music, which I usually do, I was like I'm gonna play them. so I played them again, so they were a big hit with me.
0: Did Connor like him? as he? Does he listen to him? Or he's
1: he listened, listened to him? a few, but he's not really listened with me this week, so he's no. not had much of a say. Yeah. No. Um, Aztec camera. Yeah, it was a miss. They were too calm yeah. for me. They weren't really much there. So yeah, weren't. And I really tried. I really tried. And didn't really get with me. The assembly was also a mess, as much as yeah, I, like yeah, when I. But I was disappointed because I go out of my way and I do listen to others. I really liked Never Never, and I will listen to that song again. I'm more just disappointed. As I say, got to number got. Four,
0: but yeah. it was a project that ne- they, for whatever reason, never continued. Yeah, so I'm yeah.
1: disappointed that it didn't. And because the only other song that was there was Stop Stop, I guess if you're just going off the fact they've only got one hit and that's all you ever listen to, they could be a hit because I'm never going to go out and have to listen to any other songs by them. So, but <laughs> yes. it's just hard to say they're a hit when, so I guess you could,
0: No. no.
1: depends how you want to go with it. One hit
0: wonders. You
1: Literally. Um, the Icicle Works, you're right. They are a hit. I do like them. Even the songs that I've out. Which I'm surprised
0: about. I wouldn't have, you know, if if you asked me last week who you're going to like, I'd have said Style Council and Aztec Camera. So I'm quite shocked. I understand where you're coming from, from Aztec Camera, but I am shocked about the Icicle Works. No, I like
1: them. Understanding Jane. But they
0: weren't weren't a big group. There's probably a lot of people listening who have not heard of them. They're not Mm. a big group at all.
1: Well, if you've not heard of them, go out and listen, because I like them. And go out and, like, understanding Jane. I like it. And it's not one that you even gave me. But I listened to it and I really like it. So, yeah. Um, and then yes was a miss, it just didn't
0: really do it. Yeah, to me. I, no, I, it's not someone for me, really, to be honest. No. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad you like the style council. Um,
1: yeah, we really like that because
0: that you know, Paul Weller, what as I say, he is a a elite, you know, well known singer. Um, and, and for song whatever writer. reason, you didn't like him with the jam, so it's good that you, you are seeing a, well, the other side of his music with, yeah. with the Style Council.
1: It's more the songs, though, isn't it? Like the Style Council sounds nothing like the jam.
0: No, no, it's totally different. So, they exactly. were Maud's and this is mm. sophisticated.
1: But um, we've realised I don't really like Mod anyway. No. Mm. It's the sound, isn't it? He's okay.
0: gone more up my yeah. street. Yes. Okay. Moving on then to next week Give me a better week
1: As much as this week weren't bad I'm waiting, you said from episode 9 We're really getting into it You were looking forward to episode 9 And then you give me episode yeah, 10
0: what, what, what is that? For it? me Song wise I mean Never Never is a good song As you've mm. said you know love is a wonderful colour is a good song they just didn't do no, well in the chart as one. Tech camera oblivious um somewhere in my heart uh they you know they 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 could good morning britain working you on know, a gold you said mine my favourite was working on a gold mine you know so yeah. there's good songs and yeah. the style counts, obviously you know um oh uh, the walls the are tumbling thing. down shout to the top you're the best thing, there's some songs, there's good songs, you know, you haven't got a number one, that sort of shows it, and as I said, that as we've, you know, pretty much said as we've been discussing them, they these groups are album groups. Yeah,
1: okay, it wasn't a bad week, it was more, I think it's because it was a mellow week, I need, like, a bit more, like, it weren't very electric, I'm waiting for your electric, your synth pop, I'm waiting for that to really kick in, okay. do you know what I mean?
0: You haven't got that next week either. Okay. Okay, sorry. Burst the bubble quickly there. That, that you was <laughs> animated... And, okay. So, here's who you've got next week. You have got the Smiths.
1: Oh, you've spoken about them. You've spoken about them today. I've spoken
0: about them today. Uh, someone left uh, a group for... It might be in the Style Counts. No, it wasn't Style Counts. Or oh, I don't know. Someone left a group for them. As right. the camera. I guess. Yes. Because they had that lineup change and that. Yeah. Yeah. I think someone yeah. Left the, the Aztec camera for or the, Smiths. the Smiths.
1: Yeah. Because you yeah. said, see, some people did yeah. change. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so you've got the Smiths. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have got Men at Work.
1: Okay. Not
0: heard of that one. Ice House. We've
1: had Icicle Works. Now we're getting Ice House. It's very cold.
0: Men Without Hats. Not heard of that one. Asia. Okay. A New addition.
1: Okay.
0: So they're your six groups for next week.
1: Again, not heard of any of them. I've only obviously had you mention the Smiths. I don't know who they are, what they've got. It's another blind week week where i have no idea which i quite like because i don't have any expectations Uh um so we shall see
0: yes okay hey there you go all right It's this week
1: it is okay i'll get on that then you can send them to me and that's how my week's going then
0: okay that is it so an okay week i'll take i'll take two hits yeah. To be honest, I will um, take that. You'd like, you like
1: the music. Tick, so it's up to you. I really don't know if to change um the assembly to a hit because thinking about it, they've only got that one hit. And I said I would listen to that again. There's literally no other songs that I could put like, because obviously I'll go off the hit or whether I would listen to others. Yeah. Well, I physically can't listen to it anymore, but I will listen to that song. So technically they are a hit. So you take it
0: out. you want to take so it. Still, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you it's hard one. they've only got it. one song. I totally yeah. get that. But they've only got but, one um, song altogether.
1: Usually they've yeah, only that, got that one, song they only like so I mean. one song and I don't like So that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So because I'm going to so, listen to that song, yeah.
0: that song is a hit with me. So technically the Assembly yeah. era hit with me. They should be a hit in a sense. Yeah. I, yeah. Get, I get what you're saying. And as I say, they are, they're not, they're never really mentioned when you have one hit wonders for some reason the Assembly never come up, but essentially that is what they were. Literally. It is what they are. They had only one song. It's they not like release they released it. any others. It's not like they released loads of songs and, and only they were one flops. song was a hit. Yeah. They only even released one song. And it got and to it number four. It got to number four, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so. very weird. Maybe
1: one day yeah, Vince Clark very will come back and be like, anyone want to come? <laughs> anyone well, want to sing? Funny enough,
0: Fergal Sharkey has sang it at an Erasure concert, evidently. I've I found out. Not one that I'd been oh, to. Oh, I was going to say, have you seen? But yeah, but they have. Ooh. Also on that, I just want to say, we am we, um, just going back to last week before we go, um, we spoke about um, Frankie Goes to Hollywood.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And you asked, do they, have they ever reformed? Yeah, And I said, no, they yeah. haven't. Um, VH1 actually tried to get them back in the Bands Reunited and mm-hmm. it failed it and well. they've never got back. However, this week the lineup come out for Rewind, yeah, yeah. And it's a very good lineup. Um Sunday is headlined by the Human League, which we haven't got to see yet. They always sold out when we, we went to s- try and get tickets. And there's quite a few um good names that are going that we haven't seen before, like Squitty Polity. We've we've missed seeing them. Who? Um they were meant to, they were Squitty Polity. They were funny enough, they were um oh, they were with someone. I've got a feeling it might have been. Le Mange or Level 42, I can't well, remember. You've got level one of them, and um, but where we saw them, they didn't.
1: Oh, you've got loads so of people out.
0: that I recognize, and, yeah. And then, but Saturday is headlined by Holly Johnson, obviously, not the Frankie Goes Hollywood, but it's still Holly Johnson. And I can only guess he'll be singing, he's got to Frank be, Goes hasn't Hollywood he, with songs. So uh, I mean, he did was a soloist, but only really had two two hits. Um, are you going both days? Carnos and the Love Train. Yes, we've got the weekend ticket, so yes, so we're going for both day, days. So yeah, a bit of news there. When you only mentioned last week, literally, when we spoke about them, are they you know are they reformed? Do they do? And I said no, they've never you know. And now Holly Johnson, for the first time ever, is now in mm. the lineup for Rewind and is actually headlining it which I remember, funny enough, it's a bit like um, Tom Bailey do it. Tom Bailey, I've forgotten his name now, of the Thompson Twins.
1: Mm. When he
0: first come on the scene, he was a a headline and obviously put himself out as Tom Bailey of the Thompson Twins.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did Yeah,
0: But he started on a rewind that we actually went to and saw. So hopefully maybe Holly Johnson and now do the same. We will see, you know, so... Mm. um, I know he's done a few like side projects. He had he's, he had a song um, that was on the um, Eddie Eagles film soundtrack, and he's done other bits with Trevor, like appeared at Trevor Horn, I think, and things like that. But nothing, you know, big. But nothing, no, yeah. He's um, he's now a headliner at Rewind, so wow, that'd be uh, that'd be good to see back. That's in um, August. Dad so, yeah. can share some I videos just to of that. that. Yeah. Okay. So that right. is it. I will let you uh, listen to the songs. I'll, I'll um,
1: Send text them you then the
0: songs that you need to listen, and yep. um, we'll discuss that next week. Yep. Hopefully, um, a bit better. But I'm not. It's not a, a big. It's not a, another.
1: It's another like short sure week. A, it's
0: a, Probably a bit like last week. This week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we
1: will see. okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Okay.
0: On that, I will say goodbye. Yeah. All right, then. Take care. See you.
1: You too. Speak to you next week.
0: Bye. Bye, Dad.